eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. The New York Rangers have won the Stanley Cup. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. Good morning, campers! Alan Jerry, don't worry, it's only an hour long, and most days it doesn't suck. No, today's going to be particularly pretty good. A couple minutes after 5 o'clock, what is up, the Eddie Scazzeri? You look like someone that eats good, nutritious whole foods. And across from me, his name is Al Mark Dukes. What's up? Good morning there, Jerry. It's a uh, week... 11 is in the right? National Football League. Yes. Week 11, and we actually have a pretty good uh, Thursday night game. We normally get a lot of crap games Thursday night. One that you might even stay up for. I'm not, I wouldn't go that far, Jerry. Oh, I'm not can't. I'm not going to lose sleep over Bengals Ravens, but uh, I'm intrigued by the game, and I think uh, you know when I wake up, I'll certainly come in and go through that highlight. Package. I'm sure you will. You love a good highlight package. Yeah. So something I'm going to be watching for tonight. I see that uh, the Bengals. Uh, posted, then deleted a video that was showing the team arriving in Baltimore. Right. And uh, Joe Burrow. Joe Barrow? Joe Barrow? (laughs) His throwing hand, Jerry, had some sort of brace on it. Okay. Then they deleted it because what don't they want? They don't want the other team to work the wrist. Correct. Or the hand or whatever the hell the problem is. They do not want the Ravens working the throwing hand. That's right. Too late. It's already out there. Yeah. If I know it, Jerry. It lives on forever. If I know it, don't you think the Ravens know that there's something wrong with his hand? Probably. Still got to get to him. Yeah, I'm actually surprised more guys' uh, hands don't get stepped on quarterbacks, right? You get thrown down on the ground. Guys are celebrating. They're jumping over you. I'm surprised more hands don't get injured when quarterbacks throw the ball on helmets. Yeah. When they're, you know, especially like it happened to Matthew Stafford in a game three. It's why he's been in and out, I think, because of the thumb. Just like the follow-through hits the top of the helmet. So that surprises me. Yes, I agree that they yeah. don't. there's not more injuries like that. Yeah. Now, can football players, like baseball players, let me ask you this, Jerry. Professional baseball players. Yeah. 
the the shoes they're wearing are those metal cleats or are those uh, rubber? I, I would think so. Yeah, metal. I, I yeah, I would think so. But football, not. Fo- um, well, football, you wear turf shoes. There's not many grass fields, so they're wearing turf shoes. Yeah, um, on the turf. I don't know the answer. I would think no. I would think it's rubber cleats, but I don't Otherwise, know. Imagine you step on Joe Burrow's hand tonight. You know, and I, metal I, I, cleats on. It's a great question. I don't know the answer to that. Baseball, I appreciate yeah, that. because they wear metal cl- metal spikes in high school for yeah. baseball. That always seemed dangerous. You slide into second base and you metal spike a dude right in the yeah. shin. Oh yeah, it can happen. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. But like you get a sack of quarterback, right? Throw him right to the ground. Everyone's like, "Woo!" They're dancing. They're jumping over. Yeah, step right on my hand. My career could be over. Yeah, it could be. Yes, very I could much lose so. a thumb out there. Yes, you could. Oh, but you know what, I, man? Who's some big defenders on the... Did uh, you wear metal spikes when you played flag no. football? No, not flag football. Come on. I did wear cleats, though. You... you oh, well, I cleats. would expect that, but yeah. not metal not No, metal spikes. no, Jerry, no. Okay. The girls on the team were against it. <laughs> soft. They were soft, Jerry. Why is it? I'm just curious. Yeah. Why is it every time that we talk about your flag football... Yeah. It always seems to come back to the girls. Right. With you. They don't know how to play football, <laughs> which is why there's no girls there in the are, NFL. There are some that know how to play football. That's mm, not true. Not a lot of there them. There are. Come on. Yes, there are. Not on my team All back right. in the day, Jerry. Fine. They were running the wrong route, making me look like a terrible quarterback. <laughs> Here we go. Blaming the girls again. Yeah. <laughs> All so right. Stupid. So that's uh, Bengals Ravens tonight. Yeah. I can't name right now off the top of my head a dominant Ravens player, but if I'm the defensive coordinator... Yes. Work the hand. You want to work the hand. Yeah, the right hand to Joe Burrow. You I knock Joe you. Burrow out of the game, guess what? Oh, season's over. Right. And this is a division rival. Yeah. This is a punch a guy in the mouth type of game between the AFC North, Jerry. This is where the battles are at. You know what's so funny? You just said, and so I just pulled it up. You yeah. can't name a dominant Raven because the Ravens are good. They're very good. Very good team. And top of my head, I'm like, huh, I can't either. Yeah. So I pulled up the depth chart. I got to tell you, aside from, forget dominant player, just a, a name player, and I, I don't mean a, from a Ravens fan. A Ravens fan is going to know his yes. team. But from a, Eddie, you watch the NFL. Could you tell me right now, give me a dominant Raven defensive player? I cannot. Yeah, it's really interesting. Jadavian Clowney is there. Okay, we know that name. That's fine. So that probably qualifies, but after that, Roquan Smith probably would be the next one. Yeah. Then, I mean, Michael Pierce, Broderick Washington. Nope. Uh, I can't. My eyes are terrible. I can't even see this guy's name. Owen's the last name. This guy. Yeah. Right. Pretty wild, a, actually. They're a dominant unit, Jerry. One well, man no, is they're not, not dominant. standing out. They're, no, they're good. They're not oh. dominant. I don't think the Ravens have a dominant defense. No. This is not 2000. <laughs> oh, that stinks. It doesn't stink. I mean, Ray Lewis ain't walking through the door anytime soon, but they're good. But, yeah, it's really interesting. Mm. How about that? Well, one of those anonymous guys is going to work a hand tonight, Jerry. If they get to him. If they get to him, if right. If they get to him. And Joe Burrow's got to know that now. He's like, do you think the person who posted that on the Bengal social media is in, Got fired? In, yeah, is that person <laughs> in trouble? Like, why would, we're going to play the Ravens. Why would you show? I would say this. Unless he was told specifically to stay away from that, I didn't see the video. My, I'm assuming we're seeing them on the bus, getting yeah, to the plane. Get on the okay. plane. Yeah, those are common, and every team does it in college and yeah. in pro sports. 
So that, to me, unless he was given the directive, then no. That having been said, if Joe Burrow gets hurt tonight and we find out they work the hand because of that video, he's yeah. fired. <laughs> that guy's like just sinking in his, <laughs> in his seat watching the game at home. Uh-oh. Come on, just get to the end of the game. Get yeah. to the end of the game. Yep, I agree. The Bengals, uh, the quarterback should just wear those giant mittens when they go in and off of planes. You can't see what's going on with their hands. You want them to wear the mittens that the, uh, the yeah. baseball players now wear? Yeah. The, big, the oven mitts? Yeah. yeah, so when you're sliding into second base... No spike ability. I understand. Can't get to you. Or if there's nothing wrong with you, you don't need to wear anything. I never understand when a quarterback, their non-throwing hand has an injury, and they're like, that's yeah, going to affect my game. How? Um, I mean, it can from this standpoint if you have to take a snap from under center. Yeah. So if, like, if you have a left wrist injury, I don't know, I'm just, or a, you have a two broken fingers, I don't know. Yeah. And you got to stick that right hand right up the center's butt. Yeah, right in and the And the butt. left hand is the one that's going to take the pounding from the ball. Right. You could hurt yourself worse, I suppose. But I do agree with you. If you can grip the ball, stand in the shotgun, as long as you can catch it, set and throw, get out there. You think you'd rather be a, a shotgun quarterback, Jerry? Yeah, I like, like the, the shotgun. Gun? Me too. It's, you know, it's funny. When I played quarterback for three games in high school, um, the snap exchange... A little bit of a pain in the ass. Yeah, I could see that. Because if it's not perfect, it's very easy to drop the ball. That and you'll have times when uh, your lineman will back up and step on your foot. You could, yes, oh, you could trip, or you could trip on the uh, over the foot of the guard. That is true. I do like the shotgun, but that does put more pressure on the center. The one thing about being under center, you get that little drop back, but you also don't have as much time now. Right. So I would say if you were going to give me one or the other, I'd take the shotgun snap. Troy Aikman was one who never took a took a shotgun snap. He was under center. Not never, but he was always under center. Yeah, there were some guys back then that did not like a shotgun. Yeah. Some coaches would not uh, run a shotgun. Tony Dungy would not run a shotgun until he got Peyton Manning. Because Manning wanted it. Yeah, those, those years with the Buccaneers. Yeah. Nothing. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. By the way, real quick, since you yeah. just mentioned those days when you covered Tampa. Oh, yeah, I was a big-time sports reporter. What, what would you have done if you were in the uh, press conference room and the coach who was up there looked at you and the room and did this and said this to you? Grow up and learn what it is to ask a tough question. Seriously, we owe you an answer or you owe yourself an opportunity to grow. I say that to all of you young writers. Don't sit in here and just be in awe. This is real. Grow up. You're in the room. Learn how to ask some questions. I'm out. (laughs) Who is that? That's Ed Cooley, the Georgetown coach. That was after the game last night. I guess there weren't many questions asked. Basketball? Yeah. Um, He was sitting there with a couple of players, and I guess there weren't many questions asked. Now, the article I read, because I didn't see that last night. We were doing our postgame show on on 880, um, and I guess, and I thought of you when I saw this this morning, because you always talk about you would be the type that just would stand there with your microphone. 
And I was very similar, too. I love the one-on-ones. But I always thought, get out of the way of the guys that are there every day and let them do their job. And then when they're gone, you do your one-on-one. Because you know that was my job, was to send in three-minute clips that I remember Spitz would have posted on the website back in the day. So when I heard that, I thought of you and me. Yeah. I'm like, boy, Ed Cooley going after the young uh, college reporters. Because what you didn't want to do is ask a stupid question that then ended the press conference, and then the writers who have to write long articles every day look at you like, you, you just ruined my night. Yeah. <laughs> For your stupid radio show. That's, that's <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that guy, well, just don't be in awe. And that's the tough up. thing. When you first get into the media, yeah, you walking in that room, yeah, you got the coaches, you got players, you got other media members that you may have looked up to. It is. You don't want to say something stupid in there. Well, and it's also a feeling of belonging. I've yeah. always told you that the first time I walked into the Yankee clubhouse, I, I was in awe. I mean, I walked in with my Marantz <laughs> recorder and my microphone. I was filling in for Susan, I believe it was, before Sweeney took over and before she went to the broadcast. This I don't remember what year this was. This had to be 99, maybe? I don't even remember. It was a long time ago. And I remember walking in, and I, Jeter was, like, available. I'm like, that like, there's Jeter. And I remember I was hesitant. And I went over, and he was super pleasant, but I was nervous as hell. Yeah. And it's like you're walking around like I'm in the Yankee clubhouse. It was really cool. It is. It's something you got to get over. Definitely. And when I was uh, doing the Buccaneers, you know, once you're covering a team, you see them every day, then they're no longer the people you're in awe of. Correct. It's the, oh, Barry Sanders is in town. Yep. yep. You know, that. Then, then you go into the visitor's locker room and it's. Yeah. Well, because you guys. get very familiar seeing them every day and they're, yeah. they become people. They're not the superstar for the moment, especially if they treat you well. Right. That was like, you know, Tiki with the Giants was always super um, cooperative, friendly. There were other guys in the Giant locker room that I thought were going to slit my throat. <laughs> Come here, I'm going to kill you, Jerry. They just didn't like you. Yeah, just be. And it wasn't, that was just the way they portrayed themselves. Yeah. I'm not saying they were bad guys, but they came off rough. Tiki, you know who was like that? And he's, he actually turned out to be a really nice guy. Was um, Coughlin's uh, son, uh, Snee. I always got, like, bad vibes from him. Really? And then Sean O'Hara could not have been a nicer guy. And Snee turned out to be a really nice guy. But he just, I don't know, he always looked mad. But then what happens is somebody like Tiki, who's the nice guy in the locker room, he has to answer all the questions because people want to go to him. because because he's pleasant to deal with. He would stand there and he would talk for the full hour that the media was allowed in the locker room on a Monday. So that maybe, is very true. Maybe guys just gave off a vibe like, I don't want to talk to this Jerry Rucko asking me a million questions. Let me give off a, a mean vibe. Maybe he won't come over here. In fairness, I think it was Paul Schwartz. Paul Schwartz? That they had enough of. Oh, <laughs> I'm just is that kidding. right? <laughs> no. They yeah, love, you were new. You were fresh. They actually the like, no, they like Paul a lot. But think of that beat. And it, I mean, it's changed a little bit, but... Kim Jones at the time was like a, I think she was the first year reporter for the Star Ledger when I was doing it in 04. Paul Schwartz was covering the Giants, still is. Um, Neil Best was covering the Giants for Newsday. Now he does media, but still a reporter. And and Kim Jones is at Newsday now. Yes, she is. That's right. Mark Canizero was with the Jets, but sometimes he would show up with the Giants. Like all these guys are like lifers. Yeah, they're still there. That is right. 
How about that? The player, what does Joe Beningo say? You could change the uniform. You can change the uniform. You can change the players. Yes. You can change the stadium. You can change the colors. Mm-hmm. Nothing changes. But the media is still there and the same people, Jerry. I'm pretty sure when Ed Cooley called out those reporters, none of those names I just mentioned were there. No. Now it's going to be even worse the next time they go to cover that team. They're like, oh, my gosh, this guy, I hope you don't yell at us. Well, again. the good news for because I think from the way I read the article is it was mostly Rutgers student reporters. They probably weren't interested in talking to him. Is he a uh, intimidating fellow, this Ed Cooley? Big guy. Big I don't fella. know that he's intimidating. I don't know him personally. I don't know. He's a big guy, though. Yeah, mm-hmm. and he was screaming at the officials last night. Did Rutgers win last night? They did. Oh, nice. They did. They beat the Hoyas. Georgetown Hoyas? What? Georgetown Hoyas? Yeah. Did yes. you not know that that's their name? No, no, I, I didn't know you guys played uh, oh, yeah. Georgetown. Yeah, yeah, last night. They got anybody on that team that wears a gray T-shirt under there? No, but Tank you know top? who's on the team? Who? Dikembe Mutombo's son. Oh, seven foot two Ryan Mutombo. Seven foot two. Seven foot two. That is right. I once knew a guy who was seven foot four. <laughs> and where was he from? Well, he's from Grenoble, France. <laughs> but unlike uh, Mutombo, he was five hundred twenty-five pounds. Jerry, You're such an idiot. <laughs> and I get the reference, the Patrick Ewing reference with the T-shirt yeah. underneath. Didn't Morning do that too? Yeah, I feel like there was an era where guys did wear, some guys did wear T-shirts under their oh, for sure. tank tops. But I feel like Ewing did it a lot. Yeah, Ewing definitely did. He had a sweating problem. Well, some of us do, yes. Although that was then just soaking up the sweat. Meanwhile, he could have used that sweat when he was Ugh. under the boards, okay. put in people's faces. Oh, that's disgusting. Armpits. That is, all right, that's nasty. Stop. Take a quick break. We'll reset. We've got a lot to do. We barely hit on anything because I had some fun with Ed Cooley. Uh, 517, we're just getting started. we got Boomer and Geo at 6 on the fan.